0: As leaders, we are meant to empower those in their gifting in order to serve a common goal, in order to achieve a common initiative, in order to feel as though we are thriving as a unit and not so much in it all alone. This is your Badass Journey podcast I am Kareen Walsh, serial entrepreneur, growth strategist, executive leadership coach, and bestselling author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you align what you love with what you do in order to build that badass life and business you dream of. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of your Badass Journey podcast. And I am here to talk directly with you. I really want to figure out how to do a dialogue around what is happening in the world today. I know some of you tuning in could be in one of the stages of grief. That is something that came up for me as I've been meditating on how best to show up as a leader and serve during this time. And I really started to think about Things we have in common that can unite us, but also step us into how we lead with value during this time. Here's the deal if we first don't know ourselves, we cannot then first find ways to articulate our needs. That's one area that needs to be worked on. That's one area that I I hope you've been listening to episodes before this and. And you're finding ways to really step into self-discovery in order to have self-expression that aligns with what your true desires are and who you truly are. So that you are standing in the most empowered way that you know in order to start dialoguing with other people on the things that are truly difficult. As leaders, we are meant to empower those in their gifting in order to serve a common goal, in order to achieve a common initiative, in order to feel as though we are thriving as a unit and not so much in it all alone. At least that's my definition of leadership. That's the type of leader I like to be. And that's what I hope to assist you in becoming, because that's what we need right now. We really need strong leaders to step into their greatness and show that there is possibility in finding a united front for good, an inclusive environment for all. And finding that acceptance requires us to have a higher level of understanding, but also. willing to share what's true to us. We need to create a space for that. So as we think about the grieving process we've all been going through, because this is the energy that I've been feeling and it feels really heavy lately. And so if I'm sounding heavy, it's because I feel that way. I, It's the best way for me to interpret what's going on and also just be real in the moment. These are not easy times from an emotional standpoint. Not only were we under you know, the last three months of feeling as if we have no control of our environment. And that created a sense of grief around loss of jobs, a sense of grief around connection with our friends and family because we all had to be isolated at home. Grief around those who have actually lost family members to death or coworkers to death because of the pandemic. You know, we have been piling on and on and on a lot of grief over the past few months, a lot of shock, a lot of pain. We definitely have been sitting in anger. Depression is sitting with us as well in a sense of reflection or trying to reconcile how do we stand up during this time in this life, in this circumstance. And then we started to see a light at the end of the tunnel, sort of the upward turn. You know, that's the... the sixth stage of grieving, where we were almost in this doors are starting to open for business and how do we re-enter? Right? I was doing a lot of conversations with other business owners around how do they plan for re-entry? How do they make sure they're taking care of their teams? How do they make sure they take care of themselves? What else do we need to do? What's the new landscape of our business, of our community look like? There was an upward turn. But then now we have regressed back into shock and a lot of denial around what's happening with the Black American culture here in the US. And I rarely do I rarely talk about what is truly happening in the, not only in the media, but In in current events, let's call it, because I get saddened very quickly, and I have to keep myself in a in a high vibration so I can lead the best way I know how. But this is something that has been plaguing our nation in for so many centuries, and it's a system that is broken that has put us back into a state of shock and denial, a a state of pain and guilt, a state of anger. We've seen a lot of that lately, especially through the news. And I wanted to figure out a way how we can dialogue on, on creating the space of inclusion, acceptance, how we move forward together. What does that look like? Because if we stick in the first few stages of grieving in this process for too long, It will become a habit that we cannot break. And we then are feeding the system that is broken. So how do we create new systems that allow us to step into inclusion, step into creativity, step into what we all have as a human need, which is to connect with each other and grow forward together? How can we do that? Again, We have to know ourselves first. We have to know where we are potentially at fault, where we might be playing the game that we did not design in order to survive because that was the way it has been for so long. We need to stand up for what we believe is true and how we would like it to be. And we need to start talking about it. We need to start raising the consciousness and stop sweeping it under the rug and saying... Oh, well, that's just how it's always been. Because when we do that, then we're feeding and fueling the system that is broken. And so it is not easy for me to to have this dialogue on a public forum or share it with you in this way because I prefer to... Fuel the conversation, fuel the action, do it in a real w- group setting, like face to face. Let's have this conversation, right? So this is a little bit uncomfortable for me, but however, I want to dialogue with you on it. And, and of course, I'm sure I will get some sort of feedback that I'm saying the wrong thing or not saying enough or you know, judgment is the number one thing people can lean into because it's easy to judge. And I invite you to actually open yourself up to have the difficult conversations and to ask the questions around what is it that I am doing that is feeding the system? And what am I doing that is changing the system? Where did I learn these beliefs? And are these beliefs mine? Should I be shifting my beliefs into what I know is true in my heart? How can I lead with my? Feelings and what I truly believe, because I'll tell you that for years, in order for me to climb whatever environment I was in, whatever system I was in that had this measure of success, which has these underlying biases in them and discriminatory decision making, in order to float a specific type to the top, yes, I had to master those systems and become somebody that I was not in order to so called succeed. And now running my own business, trying to create opportunities for all around me, trying to show other people how to step into their greatness and be who they are regardless of their color and focus on their skill and their heart and their emotional attachment to their work so that they can actually do aligned living and earn what they are meant to earn without placating into the biases around them. It's challenging. But it's so worth it and it is so needed. So I started to ask myself, like, how? How how can I be of service? How can I show up in the heart centered leader that I know I am? And I, I'm checking myself, honestly. I'm looking at, okay, where did I learn how to be discriminating? And was that my story? Was that way I truly felt? Or was that what I was told because that's what that system was? And I reflected back to a time, I mean, it really is embedded in all our systems. And for those of you who do not see it, it's time to open your eyes and see it and then decide if you are going to make a different decision and start breaking the systems that no longer work and designing the systems that will help us all thrive moving forward. But I remember a time and it was in, I really flashed back all the way to kindergarten. And it makes sense. I grew up in the 80s where there was still a lot of discrimination happening on who could enter where and how um, people excelled in life. And it was a very white dominated, it still is, country. And I, as a Middle Eastern young girl, dark hair, dark eyes, large eyebrows, dark skin, was in a school, very a private school. I was fortunate that my parents were able to provide that for me. And that is definitely one of the systems that are doing their best to figure out how to be more inclusive. Because private schools mean you have financial well-being in order to get the privilege, right? Finances can give you more, gives you more freedom to do what you want. Your money in this country helps you go further. Faster, which was a system I saw at a very young age. That if we had, we could then have, right? If we had the money, then we could have whatever we want. And if I earned the money, then I could go and create the life I wanted. So, a, at a young age, I learned that system. But I remember, you know, maybe it was, yeah, somewhere between kindergarten and second grade, and. I started to see more Black students come into our school and it was amazing, right? But I also remember this thought, and here is what is so crazy, is how are they, and I actually use those words in my head, like think about the young child that's learning a system that has truly no choice really because we don't have our identities yet, right? we we don't have a choice to really know the difference because it's what we're taught. And at that time there was a lot of storytelling I'll say or or belief systems being continuously charged from long ago with black rights that the the not don't do not belong here story, right? So somewhere at some point I picked that up. Now being that I'm a middle eastern child and my Parents are pretty much refugees and we had to fight our own stance of belonging in this country with a lot of bias towards us. And my mom being one of the first to really try and charge acceptance that we are human to accept us too because f- from her journey of being a refugee and trying to stand in her own value, she, she passed that on to us but was always highly protective if she felt like we were being discriminated against to create inclusion. But what I didn't realize is that in my school, I was learning a bias around my Black community. And, and at that young age, I remember questioning, how did they get let in? Can you believe that? Like I, In my stomach right now, I, like I feel this pit that I actually had that thought process because I didn't know any better. But where was my discrimination coming from? And how did I learn it back then? And luckily, I quickly flipped it up and, and realized that they are people too. They, but you see my language? I still said they, but that, I'm, I'm trying to regurgitate what I realized about myself when I started to learn these biases and realize that they were part of an underlying system. And I quickly had to shift as I was building my own identity and realizing that people are people and we have value systems that we connect through. And it doesn't matter what the color of our skin is. But there are definitely biases that stop people from having the opportunity they deserve because of it. So if I'm learning this at a very young age, and it's an undertone for me from, from I don't know, I, was, I guess I was between like five and eight. That means all systems have been teaching that too. Because if you're teaching the innocent who don't have a choice, who don't know the difference, and I can only imagine what the story was for uh, my Black friends at the time, at that age, how they must have felt having opportunity to come into such a white privileged environment. And I always felt like I was somewhere in between being Middle Eastern. I mean, that's just my story, right? But then how were they feeling in the way others looked at them? What were they being told in order to feel safe, in order to feel accepted? What, were, what was the, their journey like? And I never had that conversation. I actually might reach out to some of my friends because I still have them from that time because I quickly shifted learning, especially from my own lessons of discrimination, how, how to empathize because I felt it too. I never felt it as deep or I never felt it as consistent because what I had to do was learn how to blend in. As a Middle Eastern woman, I had to make sure I didn't have an accent. I had to make sure that when I dressed a certain way, looked a certain way, it was like my peers. So I could blend in. And I was fortunate that I wasn't that dark. That And now, I mean, goodness, I might, my skin rarely sees the sun. I feel like a ghost most of the time. So I can... you know. You definitely call me white. If, you, if I go and check a box on a form, I'm considered white because Middle Eastern doesn't even count as its own. And we're just bunched in with everyone else. I could be a chameleon. I could, I could float into any environment. And then when I have grew, went into college and I was part of the Black People's Union and I, I have amazing Black friends, I dated Black men, it wasn't anything I ever saw in my heart as a color difference. What I was attracted to was the fact that our cultures are so the same. We care for one one another. We back each other up if we need to. We support each other and cheer each other on and we build each other up. I found the commonalities in the relationships I built, in the methods at which I stand and move forward. So when I think about where we are today... And I think about how I lead my life today. And I look at the places of what did I learn when? How did I shift it? What do I want to believe? And who do I want to be known for? How do I want to show up in the room? How do I want to gift others with realizing their gifts? It doesn't have a color, but colors do exist. And we have to make sure that we are not standing in a biased, discriminatory way when making decisions. And we're looking at the pure value that's in front of us. We're also looking at the opportunity on where we need to listen, where we need to educate others, and where we need to have these hard conversations to change the landscape. I invite you to have hard conversations right now. And try, all of you, no matter what phase of understanding in this system that you are in, is to not come at it with judgment. And come at it with understanding. Because if we look at the seven stages of grief, shock and denial is squashed with understanding. Pain and guilt is squashed with forgiveness. Anger and bargaining is replaced with aligned action. Depression, reflection, loneliness is replaced with loving action. The upward turn can only be embodied when you have empowered action. Reconstruction and working through is leadership. You have to stand and become the leader that you know you need to be and start leading your tribe in a way that aligns this deeper connection across all. Leadership is, is the number one thing we all need right now. And the final stage of acceptance and hope can only be sustained when there is consistency and reliability. We're sitting in a space of so much uncertainty and everything feels on edge right now. We need certainty to lean into and the only way we can feel certainty as if there's consistency and reliability around your actions going forward. Right now, we might be feeling connected through a lot of pain. And there is a lot of pain going on. And it's not to be denied. You have to go through that process in this grieving stage we're in. But I'm hopeful I'm really hopeful that those, especially those of you listening to me and connecting with me, you know that I do my best to be accepting. I'm still learning. There's nothing perfect about my situation. I am not also saying that I accept all things. I will be open to understanding, but I still have my personal values that I am entitled to align with in order for me to feel solid in this world. And so if you don't know what your true core values are, figure them out and start communicating about that. Maybe that becomes your common ground to start the conversation. Start asking more about skills and desires and goals and figure out how you can help those pe- anybody that you have conversation with, the people that are struggling right now, the people that are thriving right now. Come to a common understanding and realize that we are all in this together. We are all willing to make a difference and start to figure out how by asking those questions. On Friday, the episode that airs with Joanna Vargas is amazing because it's amazing timing because she really digs into here's some questions in order to create a deeper connection. So I know you'll benefit from that conversation. But right now, I just want to help you take a deep breath in, release that tension that you're feeling, and know that your love, your caring, your understanding, and your desire to connect on a deeper level to make a difference matters. And if you're struggling, I would love to hear from you. If you're thriving and showing other people how to step in during this time and be the leader that they need to be or, or have a win that you want to celebrate, we need those celebrations too. There is still a lot of good happening in this world. You need to tap into it. And if I can help you be that guide, if I can walk alongside you through this process, if I can help you with having the hard conversations, I would love to be that resource for you. As you know, I'm always walking alongside you and I appreciate every single connection we have. If I could be a further service or if you have questions, do not hesitate to text me. I'm at 917-540-5782. Just text me that question and I'll either get back to you on this platform or I'll, I'll definitely message you back directly. I really hope you have a centered, loving day and know that what you desire truly matters. I know if you're listening to this, you are trying to make a difference not only for yourself, but for others. And I really appreciate you joining me today because I feel your love in return and I will continue to walk this walk with you. I'll see you in the next episode. Wasn't that such a great episode? I know you got amazing takeaways from that. What I would love for you to do for me, if you can help me extend my reach, is go ahead and subscribe to the show so you get the latest notification and listen before anyone else. Also, if you could go ahead and post your review, your five-star review will help me get other people interested in this conversation and extend my reach of impact.